Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash clonewars to start your free trial today. Star Wars fans, welcome to another edition of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. This is the 42nd episode, and we are here to discuss bounty hunters, and I am your host, Matt. And of course, as always, is gold leader, Michael Cohen. What's going on, Mike? Gold leader? I'm gold leader. You're gold leader today. I remember taking that call sign but that's okay uh, <laughs> i'm 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 good other than the five stitches in my finger i'm uh yes wow i'm doing pretty well just had See, a, that's what happens slight you know weapons malfunction but uh it's okay just give us a few minutes we're all fine down. here fine. <laughs> oh that's what happens when you try to do dishes i guess huh yeah 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 it's a little crazy but <laughs> but worry not i'll be okay it's, but he's bad he's you know he's yeah. here he's He's it's just, to, it's, just, it's my clicking, this. it's my trigger finger, so, you know, my shots are a little off. Uh-oh. i got to go lefty for a bit, but okay. okay. We can, uh, I'll be able to help you out with that, though. I'm yeah, here, I'm here for you, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we talked, well, as some of you may have seen already on the Clone Wars website, clonewarspodcast.com, the Frontlines website, I was able to attend WonderCon this past weekend, and I threw some thoughts on the website and some pictures, so if you haven't seen that yet, go check that out. Some, and, some very uh, awesome pictures of some yeah, very I got some, awesome people that yeah, hopefully, yes. now that they know uh, they've got a face to the name, we can, we can try and yes. get on the show. <laughs> well, I did, I did talk to, uh, to uh, Kyle Newman, yeah. and I told him, he goes, yeah, and he actually said, yes. I've listened to your podcast, so I thought, well, that's kind of cool, you know. I, someone like him who's probably very busy and he does a lot of stuff on another podcast, but uh, he said he listened to us, and I said, hey, how about coming on for a season two wrap up or something like that? And he says he was he gave me the high five. Awesome, awesome. So uh, so it's well, good if you're time. listening, so, uh, uh, yeah. Kyle, then we're, we're we'd be happy, 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 happy to have you on and uh, and talk about Star Wars. In fact. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, we've only got what four episodes left before the season, like four episodes left of season two. Yes. Not before the season finale, but of season two. Um, right. After which, I think uh, I think that's what we're gonna end up doing. It's just having a few guests on between uh, between then and C five. And of course, at C five, we will come to you with tons, tons and tons of content. Right. Right. Uh, that as like we have our our press credentials, we can get behind the scenes and uh, and hopefully yeah. talk to some some fancy people. Uh, yeah. So so that's our plan. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. So that's our plan is to get just like get I did here people, uh, back on the show, and some new people that you guys haven't haven't uh, heard from before. So I. Uh, so with that, let's let's listen to uh, you've got some audio from the from the panel at WonderCon for everyone. Yes, uh, I was able to capture that audio. So, you know, Frontlines is there for you guys. Um, if you weren't able to come down to San Francisco, we have it for you here. So it's about 29, 30 minutes, and it starts off with Pablo Hildago. Um, he's the moderator, and then Dave Filoni will come in. Uh, Daniel Logan, and then uh, Jamie King, who plays Ara Singh. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to that, and then we will come back and uh, maybe have a few comments about it. So uh, here you go. Cool. I heard you in interviews describe the Clone Wars as being somewhat similar to the old Star Wars Tales series from Dark Horse, and that it can be like an anthology and be an area for you to experiment. Um, I know that there's an episode coming up next week, actually, which is a little bit of a different experimentation of form and kind of connects to something that you're a fan of. Can you talk about what's coming up? Well, I guess if you're saying that, I guess I can give it away. Yeah, just, just a All bit. Right. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> if well, cut off his mic. We'll get the, we'll there is uh, George knows that I'm uh, among fans of many things. I'm a big fan of Godzilla. So he pitched one day the idea that there would be a, some kind of Godzilla scale monster in the Star Wars universe. And uh, it, it, I mean, it could pick the rancor up in its hand, it's so big. So it's going to be a big deal. You know, it's a lot of fun for me and the crew to do. It's the most complex model, meaning character model we've ever created in the world. Because of the scale, its love, the detail, the rigging it, done uh, by Carl Tensinetti, and, and the guys are just incredible for bringing it negative. It was a huge task for us. Everything is on the phone with our 20-minute show, but uh, it was a big, big challenge, and that monster goes, uh, well, if you go watching that Bill movie, you'll probably get the plot. <laughs> but it didn't come from you, though. I mean, no. Uh, everyone's going to think so because I like Godzilla, but uh, that was George. You know, something I never pictured crossing over in Star Wars, but uh, yeah, he, he just, he's a fan of all movies. You know? he, he's such a vocabulary for mention any movie, even currently, to come out. Somehow he's seen it. I don't know how, because he's so busy, but he's seen everything. There was a time when he would come in for a movie, Clone Wars, and when he pitched an episode, he comes in and we talk about the episode. But beforehand, especially in the summer, he and I talked about every movie we went to the weekend, we liked it, we not like it, and we did these little reviews. So it was a lot of fun, and through that, I guess, we learned out that little. Plus, I got a big bag of that little in my office. So that might have been It's kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Now, speaking of being a fan of things, I mean, it, it's, I don't know if you phrase it like this exactly, but I think it's pretty clear 
that story. The challenge for us was doing that movie in 22 minutes. So we tried to do the best. That's often the interesting thing. It's like a impossible mission, mission model, but here it is. Here's the idea. I want you to do Seven Samurai in 22 minutes. Okay. Well, the some of the opening sequences in Seven Samurai can take 22 minutes. So I, I thought, again, Stuart Lee, the director, did a fantastic job of bringing that story to life, um, especially the downturn of Sydney and Ambo and Serapas. Um, they came across great and kind of brings back that concept of the downturn of season two, which is great. These guys weren't so villainous. Now, speaking of bounty hunters, the season finale of Clone Wars gets back into that bounty hunter space, and we are going to revisit what is probably the most iconic bounty hunter in the Star Wars saga, but it's going to be a little bit earlier at this point of life. And, well, you guys all know who I'm talking about, but let's. Boss. There is the punch there, right? Larry Fred once again the other day days, Boss Fan of the Galaxy. Yes, Boss is in this finale, but there is someone else I was thinking of, and if we could run that video, we could, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're bringing into the canon, you know, big time feature film characters in. It's got to be his. 
And it was very mysterious. Was that a challenge for you, Daniel? You had to kind of pick up Boba again where he was in fact the clones. And I think you shot that almost 10 years ago now.
he probably has some opinions to share with you about the oh, Star Wars yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. He's always trying to steal my scripts, but I won't let him read them, and then he gets very upset about it because they're very super secret and confidential. So he's always like, I can't believe you threw that out of my job! <laughs> <laughs> so, how would you describe Orr's relationship with Boba? Singapore studio, like 
minds to deliver. And it was a very important role because he's with Bobette. So I wanted her to, to be very comfortable. So your, your natural voice really isn't that far off from what Horace thinks you can. Because I didn't want you to be kind of mocking something else. It's just, it's just an intense evil, like evil yeah, Jamie. It's, it's me. It's evil, my evil voice, Yeah, he's a little gobby, a little, well, I don't know, he's something like smiling. So 
So, uh, so there's the panel. Uh, that's pretty exciting. How, what was it like to uh, to be there? Matt? Oh, it was it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, this is the first time I've I've gotten to go to a panel. Uh, I got a front row seat, and uh, you know, it's there's Dave Filoni, he, and it was funny because he came out in a in the Boba Fett Mark Echo sweatshirt, mm -hmm. and, and of course his signature cowboy hat. So, it was cool to see him and meet him. Um, but the panel, though, uh, it was really cool. You know, they had the C5 News. They had a Boba Fett um, intro video, which is kind of neat. And you've probably seen it yeah. on StarWars.com. And then uh, at the very end, the last thing they did was show the finale trailer for Season 2, which was awesome, and we'll talk about that. But uh, just wanted to... Yeah, all, all, all of the videos that they showed... Uh, you can check out at StarWars.com. So I mean, you heard the uh, you heard the audio here, but you can uh, you can check out the full video um, over on StarWars.com. Otherwise, I'd post them, but because they're on right, YouTube, yeah, that sort of thing. But you can just get them directly from StarWars.com, so there's no point because they're like perfect quality yeah. over there. Um, yeah. But you know, as far as the panel goes, though, I mean, it was you know it was really cool because they got all you know it looks like they they really enjoy what they're doing. And it's obvious that Daniel Logan, he's, he is so cool. I mean, he's a young kid. I mean, you know, to me, he's a young kid. But uh, he is so there for the fans. I mean, he's not one of these guys that's going to sit in the back in a, in a dressing room and, hey, call me out when it's time for me to come on. No. He was out in the crowd talking to kids, signing things, taking pictures. I mean, he just loves this. And it's, he's kind of like the, the opposite of Harrison Ford, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where he's he doesn't kind of like, oh, that's just part of my life that, that happened long ago. Well, here's here's Daniel Logan who comes back to play Boba Fett, and as you heard in the audio there, he's had to keep this quiet for like a year now. Yeah. And you may have also heard in the in the audio clip there that he's so excited that he even let some of things slip. And what you didn't get to see is Jamie King sitting beside him putting her mouth her hand over his mouth like dan you got to be quiet you, you're not supposed to talk about that and she would shush him a, a couple times because he was he was so excited about it that he was letting some things slip so it was really neat to see him and, and his uh, enthusiasm for uh, for coming into the back into the star wars universe so that's one of the things that i pulled out with was actually all of them were like that and jamie king talked a little bit about her relationship with uh her character's relationship with Boba Fett and how that's going to um, come about in the next uh, or in the <laughs> season finale. So, um, yeah. But all around a good, a good, uh, great panel. And then the one other key thing that I, uh, you've probably heard was Dave Filoni himself is writing or he wrote and directed the season finale for season two so yeah. i thought that was pretty big news and you know here we go we get to see someone who we all i mean the fans love him as far as what he's doing so far with this series and here he goes he gets to actually get his feet wet 
and write and direct something. So I'm really looking forward to the season finale. And from what we saw from the trailer, I, I don't think we're going to be uh, disappointed. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, oh man, based on that trailer, this story with with Boba Fett is it is it going to be one episode or is it two episodes? Uh, from what I understood from the panel, it was the last two. But I think the last episode is a is an hour long finale. It's an hour long. There's there's no way with all the stuff that we see in that in that trailer for the season finale right. that they could possibly have all of that in one episode. I don't know. No, like it no. would be pretty crammed together. Um, because right. they are just they're all over the place. It looks like they're in five or six locations. There's at one point they're on Coruscant looking for Boba. At another point they're on another planet. Um, just kinda jumping all over the place. And uh, yeah, it looks awesome. My my only issue and I guess it's just something that I have to get over is that Bosk speaks basic. He does, yes. In the trailer, and I always, and I think we all always assumed that Bosk spoke Trandoshan, well, right? Like, they, right, they, he right. didn't speak basic because in Empire he doesn't say anything, he just growls. But uh, but that might just be all of us assuming, right? So Okay. I thought he did speak in, uh, but you're, I think you're right now, he just growled. Yeah. So I guess maybe, well, here's Dave Filoni directing it, so... I would think you'd be up to speed on that, uh, but now that you mention it, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if if uh, if if the guy from from the first season, uh, Gon Act, if he can speak basic, then of course Boss could as well. So. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So no yeah. issues with it, really. I it's it's totally a preconceived notion that I had. It's not as far as I know, and one of you listeners out there could probably point this out better for me if you've read you know a novelization with bosk in it or something like that as far as i knew he didn't speak basic but but i think i was just assuming it so yeah so who knows well now we do know we know that yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so we'll just have to see but uh but cool to see that he's finally coming in and uh and cool that it happened the week that bounty hunters aired for everybody right um no, I had already seen Bounty Hunters a week previous, but but uh, as one person mentioned in the panel, um, Bounty Hunters had just aired this past Friday yes. for you guys in the states on Cartoon Network, and uh, and then the panel was Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday so, night. Yeah. So it was kind of like it was the day after. Um, right. Which yeah. is kind of cool because you kind of get like Bounty Hunters and then Bounty Hunters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm psyched, and and and, the, and it's. Totally, it looks like it's the complete opposite of of this past week's episode. Um, like we had this group of bounty hunters in the episode bounty hunters that are they're more mercenaries than they are bounty hunters. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Because like, they are not really bad guys. Exactly. They're just sort of doing what they're doing, right? Um, they're actually hired to protect right. the people, and then what we've got in it, it looks like in the season finale is a group of bounty hunters that wants nothing more than the total yeah, opposite than yeah. to just kill. I mean, yeah. Laura Singh sounds like she's got a real, real hate on for the Jedi. And, uh, <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Get, she's trying to get Boba alongside. I'm, I'm very excited to see it. And then we've got our next two, uh, two-part episode 
uh, about the Zillow monster. Actually, the the titles for all of the um, all of the upcoming episodes are already out. Yes. Um, we've got the Zillow monster is this coming next week's uh, the Zillow monster returns or return of the Zillow monster. I can't remember. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one. Zillow Beast, I think. Zillow it is. Beast, yeah. I keep calling it the Zillow Monster. Right. It's the Zillow Beast. Yeah. Uh, my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, so we've got the, the Zillow Beast and then the return of the Zillow Beast. Or the Zillow Beast returns. So we're. I didn't even know we had a two part Zillow Beast. So it's a two part. Then it should just go into the last three. Uh, 18, yeah, we've got episode 18, The Zillow Beast, airs uh, the 9th of, of April. The Zillow Beast Strikes Back, there we go, so it's like, oh, okay. back. the Zillow Beast Strikes Back on the 16th, uh, Death Trap on the 23rd, uh, which there isn't a synopsis yet, so we don't know what that one's going to be about, and then you're right, it is a full hour on the 13th. Yeah. We have R2 Come Home and Lethal Track Down. So I'll bet I'll bet the Death Trap one is the beginning of the uh, the uh, Boba yeah. Fett story, and then it ends with the two part hour. Yeah, I guess we'll series, see as so. as, uh, as we get closer, we'll get synopsis okay. on those episodes. Um, yeah. But uh, but if you take a look in the uh, in the trailer, you see that Hondo Anaka is going to be making a return appearance again. I know because yeah, he was just in this yes. week's episode and. and going to be exactly, uh, he's going to yeah. be in another one which is pretty awesome um he's he's actually becoming quite a thorn yes. in the jedi side i'm sure obi-wan is starting to regret the decision <laughs> that he made yeah uh, to not you know deal yeah. with him in a more permanent fashion fashion uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah so it looks like it's going to be a really really cool uh end of the season yes we're going to be out by the end of april and then uh and then probably not back till October, so that's May, June, July, August, September. That's five yeah. months with no new Clone Wars. But five months. we do have C5 in there. And I, yeah. We'll keep you yeah, we'll and keep we've got, going. And we have the 30th anniversary of, of Empire uh, later in May. Um, so there, there's lots and lots to come back and talk about. Oh, yeah summer this year and this year i've got matt to keep me on track so you guys will probably get summer hiatus episodes oh yeah i'll, I'll hound them <laughs> <get 'em> going. <laughs> no but you know just to finish up on this that uh that trailer was just it, you know it had some so just off the quick glances that we got you know it it looked like you know the lighting it was it was really dark and foreboding and we get to see the slave one um you said Bosk and and Hondo's back, so wow, it's really cool. Yeah, we're addressing the fact that Mace Windu killed Django. Yes, and yes. And that Oba wants to do something about that. So right, I, that's going to be a really interesting storyline, for sure. Yes. Good time. So we hope you guys enjoyed that little behind the scenes there of the uh, WonderCon panel. Um, and now we are going to head over to the uh, weekly recap. You ready, Mike? I am. All right. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight for saving your father. My name's Rex. She'll call me Captain or Sir. I make the rules now. 
I'm Ahsoka Tano. Jedi scum. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Yahoo! Okay, Mike, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go with Bounty Hunters. A Jedi shuttle pops out of hyperspace high above the florid world of Felucia and immediately stumbles upon an automated vulture droid deployment station. The orbiting holder blossoms, revealing six vulture droids that immediately scramble and pursue the Jedi craft. Aboard, Anakin Skywalker jinks and jukes the vessel to avoid enemy fire, but a lucky blast cripples the shuttle. It plunges through the atmosphere and its crew is forced to eject. The spheroid survival capsules bounce through the Felucian wilderness, coming to rest in the thick alien jungle. So real quick, Mike, on this, um, there was some nice dialogue here. Anakin's, uh, you know, piloting as usual. Um, and we get mm -hmm. Ahsoka's back. And, uh, and she, she kind of says uh, she wants to know why they always crash every time he flies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And of course, Anakin says, "No, it's it's not my fault. It's a ship." Yeah, you know? yeah. He just so, hasn't uh, found a ship just, that can handle his. Uh, yeah, it's, handle it's, him. It's yeah. Too good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to point I, that I out before really we go. I also really liked the um, the the bouncy, uh, what are they, the spheroid survival capsules that uh, that they eject with. Um, very, a very cool alternative to just seeing yet another escape pod right, uh, right you know a new hope um just to see something something a little bit different um pod or pen and, uh, and yeah. i and i really i really enjoyed those especially the way they that like that when they open they kind of like that the sound design and everything about it just the way that they kind of folded open in the front uh they looked almost alive you know um so they were they were definitely very cool yeah exactly so, uh, so on. Uh, avoiding yeah. a herd of jungle rancors, the three Jedi set aside yes. their bickering and wander to a nearby spice farming village. It appears abandoned until a closer look reveals that its valuable Nisilin crop is ready to be harvested and all the supplies are still present. Anakin snoops in the barn, finding a rugged starship that seems out of place. Investigating one of the homes, Ahsoka and Anakin find Felucians cowering in the cellar. The Jedi soon surrounded by heavily are soon surrounded by heavily armed bounty hunters. So, one quick little thing here. Um, first off, jungle rancors. Yeah, I guess that's what yeah. those are. Uh, they didn't quite look like regular rancors. Now, no, they look different. Yeah, yeah. for those who uh, who are paying close attention, they'll notice that that was actually the creature. That um, or several of the creatures that Anakin was supposed to fight in in the film in in the Clone Wars film, oh, okay. um, but that was one of the the scenes that was cut. Um, so I guess that these are just another species of rancors. That's what they're that's what they're saying because they're very similar in shape to rancors, but they have a different face to a regular rancor. Yeah, that's what I noticed was the face looked yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my other I just got a small issue. That these oh. little lizard people are Felucians because um, we saw Felucians in the Force Unleashed and they didn't look anything like these little lizard people. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I'm wondering how they're going to uh, how they're going to address that. Well, yeah, because uh, uh, the Force Unleashed is considered canon, isn't it? 
Yes, it yeah, is. Right. So, um, yeah, very odd. Very, very odd to me. Like, I, I, when I was watching the episode, didn't think anything of it. But then this comes from the, uh, the official recap from the website, right? Right, right. So, so uh, according to them, that's, uh, that's what it is. So, uh, very odd. And I don't know if anybody else knows more about Felutians, because... Um, because the Wikipedia or Wikipedia article, I should say, um, yeah, it, when uh -huh. you put in Felution, you get a picture of the Felutians from hmm. Force Unleashed. Uh, but yeah, see now, parts of this article have been identified as no longer being up to date, and I would imagine that that's <laughs> very recent. <laughs> so um, very odd, like that that I would decide to change that after the fact but uh but obviously they needed a different kind of species i don't know i the fact that they went to felucia for it kind of bothered me um yeah but i think that they should have been a, a, on a different planet um a new planet maybe but um mm -hmm. but i think what it was yeah. just a, a timeline thing they just wanted to use a planet that they already had modeled and everything so because this is um Jeez, how many times have we been to Felucia in the series so far? I think oh, this wow. is the second or third time. Second, I think third time maybe. Yeah, what planet? Yeah. No, they were on. Um, they were on a different planet when the one with uh, with the the defected clone, or not defected, but the one the the clone in its. Oh. Um, yes. Can't remember which one. Anyways, uh, yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's a little weird, but but I'm sure that they'll address it at some point yeah. in some sort of expanded universe, something or other. <laughs> We're gonna get another Zabrak situation. <laughs> well, uh, okay. speaking of, um, I was talking about Anakin and uh, Ahsoka earlier. Well, here we get Anakin and Obi Wan that have a nice little exchange, and uh, they're arguing over which way they're gonna go. And you see Ahsoka kind of like smiling and shaking her head, like "Here we go again," you know, and then. Obi-Wan says, uh, uh, you know, he's something about, we crashed the ship with your way, uh, <laughs> yeah. referring to Anakin. And yeah. then he says, uh, Anakin says, oh, I see your sense of humor survived the crash. So they had a, it was kind of a funny little little thing there to get the mood light. And then we get to find out that uh, they're growing Nicillin there, which is, a, I guess, a very valuable uh, healing herb. So that's going to kind of be the catalyst of, of why uh, the pirates are there. So we'll go on to that here. Uh, the hunters are uh, led by Lithe Zabrak, female named Sugi, who orders the Jedi to drop their weapons. Accompanying her is the fearsome Embo, a Kuzo with a heavy bowcaster. A rifle-toting female Frank named Rumi Paramita and a silent armored Hulk named Serapus. When Obi-Wan enters, blade extended, it turns into a more even standoff, which is interrupted by the pleas of Cassus, the Felucian village elder. The Jedi discovers that the Felucians have hired these bounty hunters as protection against pirates. The brigands routinely raid the village, demanding tribute. Defenseless, the Felucians have turned to mercenary protection. Cassus hopes with the Jedi bolstering their ranks, they can drive off the pirates for good. So, um, you know, here we go, Mike, with the, uh, 
we talk about the bounty hunters and you mentioned it a little bit earlier. This is a, when I first came into this, um, when I first watched this, I thought, oh, wait a minute, this is a totally different spin on the bounty hunters, you know? These are bounty hunters that are actually helping. Yeah. Um, And you kind of forget that bounty hunters can go either way because we're so used to, uh, you know, the Empire Strikes Back and Boba Fett and Aura Singh. We tend to forget sometimes that, you know, they're just they're just, you know, working for money, whoever the highest bidder is. And not necessarily it's always the Empire, you know. And we get introduced to some really cool characters. I know Embo is probably going to be everybody's favorite yeah Um, for sure really cool character and then we might as well talk about it real quick now uh this show started off with the tagline that it was dedicated to akira kurosawa Mm -hmm. who uh is um you know heavily influenced george lucas and this story comes if some people don't know it comes from the seven samurai which has been done before Mm -hmm. Uh, it's one of those stories that it's it's been done in different ways, and this is the Star Wars take on it. So yeah, and for those uh, for those who don't know, uh, the the original Star Wars was actually based off of another Kurosawa film called uh, The Hidden Fortress. Hidden Fortress. In fact, yes. if you watch Good The point. Hidden Fortress, it is almost beat for beat the story of the first star wars film you've got r2 and 3po are the are sort of these goofy characters from that movie they're like the comic relief they they meet up with with all of the other characters as they go and you know obi-wan is the samurai and you end up with that with all these other characters that mirror characters from star wars and they get together in order to take down this hidden fortress which is obviously the Death Star, you know, like, and you start to see these things. So, so for them to go to Kurosawa again, uh, yes, is is just really a way of paying tribute to one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Because Kurosawa is, if you guys haven't seen any Kurosawa films, uh, and I know that a lot of you guys are younger, so you probably haven't. For those of you who haven't. Go out there and, and rent something, you know. Jump on Netflix or something like that if you if you have the ability. Head to your uh, local blockbuster. Just find some Kurosawa. You'll the Seven Samurai and uh, and Hidden Fortress are actually probably his his most famous uh, of of, uh, of his films. Um, at least over here they are. So you'll be able to find a copy of at least one of those. Yes, at, I think at so. A video yeah. Store somewhere. Yeah. So uh, you should check them out if you're a big Star Wars fan, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, The uh, as far as the sem- Seven Samurai is concerned, the four bounty hunters and the three Jedi are, are, are here to represent the Seven Samurai. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Exa- right, right. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Kenobi's first priority is securing transport off Felucia and reporting to the Republic the status of the missing Felucian medical station. He fears if the Jedi linger here, they may draw attention, uh, the attention of the Separatists, bringing far more worse trouble down uh, upon the heads of the farmers. The pirates suddenly arrive and confront the villagers. Obi-Wan and Anakin are surprised to see a familiar face. These are the weak way pirates they previously faced on Florum led by the oily Hondo Anaka. Master, these farmers are in trouble. Why can't we help them? 
Believe me, Ahsoka, I would like nothing more. However, we need to report that the medical station has been destroyed. If we stay too long, the Separatists will show up looking for us here. But... Better they get robbed by pirates than attract the interest of General Grievous and his horde. Pirates! 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 The pirates are back! That's far enough. I speak for the people of this village. State your name and business. My name is my own business, and my business is taking what's ours. There is nothing here that's yours, unless you're here to buy it. Buy it? Ha ha ha! Skywalker! I can't believe you came all this way to see me. Hondo. So, there he is, Mike. Hondo is back. And what a great character he is, though, right? Yeah, yeah, very cool to have him come back. Uh, yeah, a perfect example of what letting a character live <laughs> can do for your series. Yes, you know, like exactly. Here it is, right here. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm really glad for him to come back. Uh, the the voice acting for him is just unbelievably good. Um, I can't think of the name of the guy right now. I'll bring it up and I'll let you know. But uh, it's I think it's Johnson. Yeah, it just such a great character and and so great to see a familiar face yes um, so so very cool to have hondo onaka back um and his band of pirates yeah yeah and i mean obviously the the reason why they decided to do this wasn't you know to bring back a familiar face but was for budgeting reasons i mean it's just it makes it that much easier to uh to do another episode when you just bring back the same guy yeah, um, Jim Cummings right. as Hondo Onaka. Jim Cummings, that's who, uh, the John. who's a fairly famous voice yeah. actor, uh, and for good reason. Um, yeah. You probably everybody will know him. Everybody will my age will know him from tons and tons of Disney cartoons, like Disney television cartoons. Um, he's done dozens of characters over the years. Yeah. So too many, too many right. to, okay. to get. I knew that into. voice sound familiar. But I. Uh, but yeah, some <laughs> other characters on. Yeah. So, uh, very cool to have that character recurring. And, and like I said earlier, we're gonna get him. Yeah, I was, I was glad back, to see him. Uh, in in episodes towards the end of the season as well. So. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's it's cool to see him back. And and earlier in the clip, uh, we. See the, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's kind of like, you know what, we need to get out of here. And, and Ahsoka wants to help, you know. She's young and she's a Jedi and she wants to do what she can for these people. And Obi-Wan states that, you know, they can't they can't really stay that long because the Separatists sooner or later are going to find them. And it's just going to bring more trouble than these pirates are going to bring. So Obi-Wan, he's kind of, he, he basically wants just to get a ride out of there. He doesn't want to get involved. But uh, that turns out that it won't be the case. Uh, Hondo acts chummy with the Jedi, but he's here to collect a Nysillin. He offers to buy off the bounty hunters if they step aside. But Sugi will not revenge, uh, renege on her deal. Kenobi tries to buy transit off Felucia from Hondo, but the Weequay has no interest in Republic credits. He makes his demands clear, ordering Cassus to harvest the crop so he can collect it the next day. 
The Weequay pirates then leave the village. Kenobi and the Jedi begin studying the tactical layout of the village, advising the Felucians and their bounty hunter protectors. One particularly pessimistic farmer, Delani, frets that four hunters will not be enough. Anakin realizes the best option is to train the villagers to defend themselves. Uh, real quick, you get like a standoff here with the uh, the pirates and the bounty hunters. Yeah. And uh, Hondo is, you know, is a step aside. And uh, Sugi's, here we go with the bounty hunters. She's, she's not going to break the deal, you know. She's made a deal. And like bounty hunters are, they're going to stick to that deal. And, uh, of course, Obi-Wan says, hey, how about you give us a ride? I'll get you some Republic credits. And to someone like a pirate, Republic credits are like they were to uh, Watto. They're no good, right? Yeah. They, don't, they don't really mean anything to him. So, uh, so that's where he's coming from there. The well-armored Serpas clear some vegetation, but it, uh, but it's suddenly pinned by a falling tree. Ahsoka rushes to aid his, uh, to discover that Serapas is, in truth, a tiny, frail alien piloting an armored suit. And that kind of, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> aliens from Men in Black. The first thing I saw when I saw it, I like, okay, that's kind of weird. But you get all these eclectic, quote-unquote, yeah, bounty hunters or, or samurai like they were in the Seven Samurai coming together to uh, to help these farmers yeah. out. So just some different things there. And if, we'll talk about uh, uh, Embo here in a little bit. But uh, another funny character is the Serapis in the uh, kind of the robo-man suit there, robo, robo suit. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next morning, the Felucians harvest the Nicillin and place the bushels in the barn, while Anakin instructs a group of villagers in the use of improvised pole arms. Pole arms, for those who don't know, are, uh, are any sort of staff weapon, um, and they're using, like, rakes and that sort of thing. Ahsoka helps others master the slingshot. <laughs> the bounty hunter is right! Every minute you waste teaching us to twirl these stupid poles is time you could have spent beating those pirates yourself. And what good would that do you? Another band of brigands would inevitably come along. Or do you intend to give away part of your crop every harvest season? If you make us do this, there won't be another harvest season! Alright, everyone, get back in position. Let's continue. So here we go, Mike, with the, uh, you know, the often or the, the, the common um, story of empowering the, the villagers or the weak to stand up for themselves. And again, here's just the Star Wars version of it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the villagers are like, well, you know, this is not doing any good. Why can't we just you know, pay these bounty hunters and they'll take care of it. And, and then Obi-Wan's finally comes around and says, you know what? Yeah. You know, it could work, but what's going to happen next year and the next harvest and the next harvest, you know, you're gonna, always going to keep giving away. Yeah. You know, why don't you try to stand up for yourself? So this is one of those stories that, you know, we've seen before, but this is the Star Wars take on it. Uh, let's see. Uh, with practice, the villagers get better. A pirate scout spots this activity Sugi sees the spy and dispatches Embo. The hunter destroys the pirate's speeder bike, avoids enemy fire, 
and kills the Weequay. Kenobi realizes that when the scout fails to report to Hondo, the pirates will return in force. The farmers get into position while the Jedi activate an energy fence around the village. Now, really quick, I just have to mention... Sure. Because I know that there's uh, conversations going on on the boards, uh, and, and I got an email from one person uh, saying that, that they don't believe that Sugi is a Jedi. I, I don't think that I said that Sugi was a Jedi last week. I, I'm saying Embo. Right, right. I, I really that. think that Embo is, is a former Jedi, or it, in the least that he's Force-sensitive. Um, because some of the stuff that he does is unbelievable in the Star Wars universe without the aid of the Force. So um, this that scene in particular is one of them. I mean, he's like flipping around in the air, throwing his helmet and using it as a, as a weapon and that sort of thing. He uses a bullcaster, which are only usable by incredibly strong um, incredibly well armed or well trained uh, users. Um, yes. So, like, there's all these things that, that kind of point to the fact that he's at least he's trained more than anybody else that we've seen so far uh, in the Clone Wars. All right. To do what he's doing, I think. I think. I think that Embo would give Cad Bane a run for his money. That's what I. Think. Oh yeah. Um, Definitely. This, According yeah, to this, this yeah. guy is. He's intense. He's hardcore. And what a what a cool character or a figure this, this would make out. But uh, you, uh, this is kind of like we're talking about the you know it's a it's a throwback to the Seven Samurai, and and here's a character that pretty much looks like a samurai and acts like one. I mean, he's got the big brimmed hat, yeah. You know, and then like you said, um, this could be something that they explore later on down the line. Maybe he was, maybe he is force uh, force sensitive, or maybe he was at one time maybe going to be a Jedi and, and he decided to go a different route. So that's kind of kind of a good uh, point you bring up about uh, his abilities and uh, what we see from him in this scene. So it's, it's pretty not, pretty cool scene. Yeah, yeah we'll see, because originally he was supposed to die in this episode. Right, right. Yeah. But, uh, but the, 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 the crew was so attached to the character uh-huh. that, uh, that they had to rewrite it and shoot a new scene uh, with him, uh, him being okay. So that right. they could bring him back in the future, which means we will see him again in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, Hondo's pirates show up riding speeder bikes, while Hondo himself is aboard an armored repulsor tank. The battle erupts. First, as the bikers strafe the village, uh, Embo leaps atop one of the bikes, commandeering it. Felucian's riding atop Timus, uh, beast charge the bikers, knocking them off their mounts with their pole arms. Felucians use their tractors to push over weakened trees atop other bikes. And uh, real quick before you go on, Mike, uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of of Revenge of the, uh, or Return of the Jedi, yeah. where you have the Ewoks um, defending, yeah, you know, kind of the same type of thing, we're knocking trees over, they're using unconventional yeah. weapons to, to fight off these pirates, so maybe a little bit of a callback to Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks there. So, just want to mention that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, armored suit is blasted by an incoming pirate, forcing the tiny alien to abandon it. Even still, Serapis leaps atop a speeder bi- speeding bike and batters a weakway pirate, tripping the bike's brakes and sending the pirate tumbling away. From atop the bluff, Honda opens fire with a repulsor tank. The explosive 
blast knocks out Embo, the hunter's most formidable warrior. With heavy ra uh, fire raining down on them, the Jedi hunters and villagers, the Jedi, the bounty hunters and villagers retreat to the barn. Anakin force leaps atop the bluff and lands on the tank. Hondo holds him off with the electro staff, while the pirate chief's monkey lizard distracts the Jedi. Skywalker kicks Hondo off the cliff, but the tenacious weak way clings to the ledge. The other pirates see their leader in trouble and retreat. Hondo pleads for help. Anakin pulls Hondo up, but the treacherous weak way shoves the Jedi into the path of the tank's heavy cannon. Hondo's loyal monkey lizard opens fire, forcing Anakin to leap to safety. This gives Hondo the time he needs to escape. His pirate forces pick him up aboard their retreating flying saucer. And, uh, you know, this was a really cool battle scene here. Um, the pirates are attacking. It's, it's chaos down there. Um, and then we got the Hondo and uh, Anakin battle. So Hondo's got the, uh, uh, what they call it, the Electro Staff. Yeah. And uh, much like the uh, Magna Guards did in Episode 3. So pretty, it looks like the same thing, actually. Um, so a cool lightsaber battle there. And, and Hondo's showing some skill, you know? Yeah, for got sure. some skill there. And the only thing that kind of surprised me about this was, you know, Anakin didn't finish Hondo off. And the way he's been finishing off some some of the uh, you know bad guys, as it were, uh, these this season, um, I almost thought it was almost out of character for him not to to uh, take down Hondo. He kind of gives him his arm and helps him up. And uh, I don't know if you had anything you know to say about that, but it was like wow, he didn't he didn't take him out, but obviously they have more uh, in store for Hondo later on. Yeah, I but think I th that's why. That it's, it's yeah. This one, in this instance, it's totally contrived yeah. that he doesn't finish off Hondo, but uh, but for good reason. So yeah, um, We'll finish up here with the pirates gone. Cassus thanks the Jedi for their efforts. Anakin deflects the praise, telling the Felucians that they have saved themselves. Sugi offers Kenobi and his companions a ride off Felucia. There are crops to harvest, fields to till, huts to rebuild. Now, let's get to work. How can I ever thank you for saving our village? We didn't save your village, Cases. Your people did. For the first time in my memory, my people don't have to be afraid. We will never forget you. I seem to find myself light on company. Still need that ride back to the Republic outpost? If it wouldn't be any inconvenience. On the contrary, it would be my pleasure. So we finish up there and uh, of course the villagers end up you know, fighting back and, and Anakin is quoted as saying, you know, hey, we didn't save your village. You guys did, you know. Mm -hmm. We we gave you the tools to do it and you guys showed up and and fought for yourselves and now you don't have to, to worry and you don't have to hire any, any anybody anymore, bounty hunters or whatever. So you know, it's a, I really enjoyed this episode. It had some, some cool things. First of all, it, it threw me off with the bounty hunters. 
I'm thinking this is going to be Anakin against these bounty hunters, but no, they end up working together. And, you know, in the end, we see kind of a mutual respect there between the Jedi and the bounty hunters. And that's something that we're not used to seeing in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah, for sure. Um, definite cool take on that, um, bringing in the, you know, the Kurosawa um, plot points and, and the Seven Samurai into this episode. So, um, I liked the action and the, the lightsaber battle. So it was it was a really good episode for me. I enjoyed it a lot. How about yourself? Yeah, well, like I said last week, this episode uh, it ranks up there with Trespass. So this is uh, this is in my top three episodes so far. Um, nice. I really really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of I don't know. I hope that the rest of the season can be as good. I really don't think that this Zillow Beast stuff that's coming up is going to be quite as good it'll probably be entertaining but it, it looks like it's a little bit more action oriented and doesn't have the story uh-huh. that an episode like this has and that's what i really appreciate about an episode like this is that it's got an excellent excellent story that uh that is teaching good morals and it's it's doing what good kids tv shows are supposed to do yeah good um, message yeah right. it's got it's totally got a good message um, actually, it's got like three or four good messages in there because you've got the overall thing of, uh, of you know learning to, to fight for yourself instead of relying on others. Uh, you've got the the message of not judging a book by its cover when it comes to the bounty hunters and that they can be just as honorable as uh, as the Jedi. And you've got probably the most important message for the younger kids watching this right. uh, to do a Serapis when when he uh, when Ahsoka finds out that he's just this little alien inside the big suit, and he talks about how you know he can't do anything by himself, and he needs this big suit in order to be somebody. And she kind of explains to him like, "No, you like you're the one piloting that suit, not the other way around." Mm-hmm. Like you need to believe in yourself and then by the end of the episode he manages to take out one of the one of the pirates without his suit so right uh, so definitely definitely doing good things for the younger viewers while remaining interesting and intelligent enough for us to right, watch right. it so uh, just a lot like trespass it's dealing with a lot of very adult themes in a very accessible way. Uh, it's also giving us some very cool visual stuff, new characters, right. and, uh, and whenever we get to see new stuff, uh, that always, uh, that I always enjoy that. Um, and, and that's the only place I think where this one fails in comparison to, uh, to Trespass, because in Trespass, I think we got a whole new visual experience out of the Clone Wars, and I think that... Yeah. So far, we haven't gotten an episode that that matches up to that. I think if we ever get an episode that goes underwater, we'll we'll sort of go back to that idea of like of a totally new climate and how they have to adapt to it and they have to fight differently in different surroundings and that sort of thing. I would have been the sandstorm yeah. on Geonosis, but not really. That was more of a plot device than yes. it was an actual part of the story. Just uh, right. The way that visually that that story was told, um, Bounty Hunters doesn't quite hold up to that, right, but right. it is still a very cool episode visually because we get all these new characters 
and uh, we see a different side of Felucia that we haven't seen yet. So, so uh, yeah, definitely in my top three. Definitely in my top three. I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. My, fa- my favorite episode of season two. All right. Because sure, I think it would probably go Trespass, Bounty Hunters, and then Children of the Jedi. Um, Children of the Force? Or Children of the Force, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, th- those, are, those would be my top three episodes of The Clone Wars thus far. Thus far, yes, I know we have a big one coming up, so we'll see what happens at the uh, at the end of the year yeah. here. So, uh, with that, we will uh, head on over to the mailbag. Let's do it. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? So our mailbag uh, this week it comes from uh, Chris Smith, and he was actually a uh, contest winner a yep. while back um, from Memphis, Tennessee. So he writes in, uh, he says, hey, Matt, um, enjoyed the latest podcast. I really love the new opening uh, of one of your listeners, uh, listeners send in for you, uh, for you too. Really good job. Uh, also, you mentioned the show, and I can't remember if I mentioned it when we talked or not. But the pilot of Anakin's ship kept reminding me of the TIE fighter pilots in the OT. I posted that with my review. That was the first thing that popped into my head when he saw him. Also, just to give a shout out about anything to do with the show, I can easily work out some time to record or just do something with you guys. Talk to you soon and, and take care, Chris. So, Chris is a, he's a cool guy. I've been talking with him on Skype a lot. Uh, big Star Wars fan, knows a lot about Star Wars, so I'll have to plug his uh, website, galacticbinder.com. So go there and check it out. Really cool stuff there. Um, and he uh, talks first about the intro. So th- we talked about that. That was from uh, Boyd on the forums. Jason Hunt did, did that for us. So yep. really appreciate him doing that. And then he talks about the TIE Fighter pilots in the OT. And I can see what he's coming from. Because um, they had the uh, the hose that went from the did they have the hose that went from the mask? No, they um, didn't. I'm I, you know what I'm trying to find a picture right now to take. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it had one hose going directly from the uh, from the front of it. Um, well, I'm really not having an easy time finding a picture. Uh, let me see if that's on StarWars.com. But yeah, it... and he's referring to uh, the last episode, Cat and Mouse, where Anakin's co-pilot had it, it looked like what well, was a, a clone that I hadn't seen before. So I don't know if I'm just have been in a, a closet for a while or what, but I haven't I haven't seen him before, and I don't think you hadn't seen him either, right? No, I think it was a new. That was a new whole new. It was Thanks. a new design, okay. yeah. Because um, we had seen the other ones, the heavy troopers that were kind of walking around. We'd seen those guys before, but we hadn't seen um, we hadn't seen this new pilot clone. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah, he's got he's got a tube coming out the front, and uh, right, very different visor shape. Very, very different visor shape. Right. Um, 
Yeah, but still, still clone shaped. I mean, almost like I. Uh, who am I thinking of? Um, the Kashik Troopers. Who is the Gree? Gree, Commander Gree. Gree yes. Okay. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Like sort of the snout that Commander Gree had on his. Yes. You can see, like, I, you kind of see overall elements of of the clone helmet design, but then it's got these much larger blocks on the side of it. Uh, very different visor, a much larger uh, sort of that mohawk piece that's on the clone trooper helmets, mm -hmm. and then the snout is is like the the commander free one, and then yeah, he does have the one hose coming out the front, and uh, and he's got a chest plate. Oh right, right, okay. Like uh, like pilot yes. chest style. Thing. Okay. So. Yeah, so that's uh you know, and I maybe they were going for a. I think I talked about this in the last podcast where you know he's a pilot and you know kind of reminded me of a of a jet pilot where they had the you know the breathing apparatus comes from the face mask yeah and goes into to the breathing apparatus so uh but that was a good spot though chris uh i hadn't even thought about the tie pilots until you until you wrote that in so that was a good good catch yeah good catch. for sure so um we also have the forum post of the week and this is from Rexter five hundred first. Was he the last last week's too? I don't know. I Sometimes didn't I get the same guys once in a while. But anyway, um, the post subject is strongest Sith, and he writes of all Sith that we have heard about and seen, uh, all seem to be very BA, and we all know what BA stands for. Um, <laughs> bad. Which Sith do you think is the strongest? And I don't know if um, again whether we're talking. Um, just canon stuff or everything, but as far as the yeah. movies are concerned, I think you would have to say Palpatine as far as Sith. I mean, who knows what... Here's my thing. Who knows what would have happened if Anakin would have gone along his, you know, with Palpatine's plan and not gotten pretty much hacked up by, by Obi-Wan yeah. and put in a suit. I mean, he, he definitely turned out to be strong but i think going into the suit and, and all that happened uh caused a lot of damage obviously but uh you know he was probably on the way to becoming the strongest sith of all time yeah he was going to be the strongest jedi i mean his midichlorian count was you know off the charts as they said so um but you know i'd have to say i'd have to say palpatine as far as the movies were concerned what would you think? Oh, uh, yeah, if we're going with the movies and if we're going with strongest, strongest, then I guess Palpatine would be the guy. There is but, really uh, not much else to... I mean, you got Dooku, you got Maul, you got um, Vader, of yeah, course. But they, they're all uh, they're all students of him. Exactly. So, so right. at the end of the day, you don't really even get much of a choice. Um, if we're going to go, like, overall in the entire... Maybe he's going over yeah, all, like just overall, yeah. Universe and everything. Um, gee, I don't even know. Like I, that's it's just saying. Well, you got Crate from the yeah. uh, Legacy series. Um, I mean, there's you got Plagueis, Talon. But, you know, these are some of the comic books. Um, you know what? I go with like. Uh, um, Frida Nad is probably one of the most powerful because he comes back 
over and over and over again. Like they kill him, but his spirit keeps mm-hmm. coming back. Um, is that is that XR currently? I'm pretty sure it's freed on that. Okay. That uh, that oh, oh man. Stronger than have, you haven't read any of the Darth Bane series, right? I haven't. No. Okay, because he was. I would probably put him up there pretty high too. Um, just from reading, reading the first book and starting the second book, but uh, what book do you do you know what book you're referring to as far as the one you were talking about? Um, I'm talking about it from? Tales of book. the Jedi stuff. That's that's, that's Tales. That okay. Stuff's from. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one is which. Yeah, Freedon Ned is the one who had who is the Force spirit that continually comes back. Uh, okay. Drawing. Ned uprising resurgence stuff. Yeah, like he's, I I would I would have to say that he is, one of the most powerful. Um, I'm trying to remember which one of them. Uh-huh. Is the one that built the uh, the machine that that was in the the clone war the first clone wars video game, and I think it was XR Kun who built the. Um, what was that thing called? I, that sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. I said it in an episode a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about video games. The um, was that in Republic Commandos? No, no, I mean no, the Clone in, Wars. In the Clone Wars game, in Star Wars Clone Wars, for the for the PlayStation Two and um, and GameCube. And oh, okay. Um, Our listeners are shouting it out right now too. Yeah, they totally are. He was also, he was yeah. also the first one with uh, with a double bladed lightsaber, uh, XR Kun. So, um, so I'd have to go. Oh, I'd have right. to go with yeah. one of those two guys, you know. Okay, okay. Okay, um, yeah. XR Kun is the one. He's the one in the Masasi Temple. Yeah, he's the one who takes over the Masasi, which is the on Yavin, on Yavin. Okay. Um, and uh, and. And Anakin's, Anakin Solo and uh, and his buddies uncover him. I think. Uh, okay. Captain possessed the young and extraordinary talented Kipteron. Yeah, he he sort of uh, convinces Kipteron to go to the dark side and all that. So, so I don't know. Between those two, that's what I would say is between those two because they're pretty uh, intense. Bad guys. Um, and they span sagas. It's like, uh, yeah, Palpatine comes back a couple of times as well, but Freedon Ned spans thousands of years, and as does uh, Exar Kun. So those guys are incredibly powerful Sith, and they're they're true Sith. And I wouldn't call Palpatine a true Sith yes. because he is not from the line of Sith. He's sort of come along later on. Whereas those guys are from the original line of Sith, or the Jedi defeated the Sith, um, right? In the old Republic video games, the Knights of the exactly. Old video okay, games. yeah. So they're they're pre Knights of the Old Republic. So I would say that they're more. Yeah. They're more intense. So there you go, Rexter. There's the uh, there's our our votes, and uh, we got you mean some the other definitive opinion. <laughs> my opinion is the definitive opinion. that's the definitive put that's it in how, the books that's how people act sometimes and it's like you know what guys I'm just talking about how I like Star Wars and the stuff yeah that's just our yeah. opinion yeah so uh, so when I say 
those sorts of things, you can take it however you want to take it, but it's not meant to be taken in a fashion that you go to your friends and you say, well, Mike said on front lines that Freedon Nad and XR Kun <laughs> are the most powerful Sith. I don't know. Because I don't read all of the books. I haven't read everything. There are others who are way more knowledgeable than I am. I The guys that come to mind are the guys from... Uh, from the expanded universe, uh, the unknown regions. Unknown regions, the yeah. Expanded right. universe podcast. Um, right. Those guys read everything pretty much, and or if they don't, yes. they're, it's on a list for them to read. I have made a conscious decision not to read the majority of stuff, and I keep it very contained, much like my collecting. Like I just, I pick something that I know I'm gonna like, and I stick to that, you know. Right. Instead of, uh, instead of. Mm-hmm getting into everything because it's just too much but so don't, don't take our opinions as gospel, gospel. yeah just that's just a... we're just a couple of guys who like star wars and have microphones <laughs> so uh, there you go and a so couple clips more than anybody else yeah yeah to, to be doing this so so that's it man so, thanks yeah. man and uh so with that um we're gonna go ahead and uh get to the up coming episode description and it is entitled Zillow Beast and it is about Chancellor Palpatine's devastating new super weapon awakens a monstrous creature on Malastare and it's up to the Jedi to contain it. With only four episodes left this season we're the ground is sinking going run for it out Skywalker! There's something down here with us. What the heck is that thing? I have a bad feeling about this. Star Wars The Clone Wars. Okay, I just gotta make it clear for everybody. Mike, you have not seen this, right? No, I haven't. Oh, and he's back. He's even with the... uh, He's he's even with us, folks. (laughs) He did not get to see it early. <laughs> no, I haven't seen this episode. Uh, so okay. we're, uh, I, I, hopefully I'll be getting it this week. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, this is, this is all new for me. Okay. So, I. Uh, yeah. So we got a Zillow beast and it looks like a gigantic creature. If you have seen the previews. Yep. And, uh, we're, we're getting to see for the first time in this series, I, uh, the dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, Sabulba was a dog, so we're gonna get to see them yeah. on Malastare. Malastare, we're going to Malastare, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know what? Let's face it. Uh, you know they put that season finale trailer up, and wow, that's kind of early because now that's that's all I'm focused on now. And yeah. let's just get through Zillow Beast so we can get to the to the Boba Fett story. You know, I never thought yeah, I'd for sure. be so psyched up about a Boba Fett story, but um, yeah. I, did, now, did you say this was going to be a two-part as far as the Zillow Beast? Yeah, there's Beast? the Zillow Beast, and then the Zillow Beast strikes back. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see then, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's it for this week, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that about does it. So, uh, got it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com you can uh, as always follow us on twitter username clone wars so that's twitter.com slash clone wars you can head over to facebook and and become a fan of frontlines the clone wars podcast that's uh, facebook.com slash clone wars podcast 
and join us on the Geek Out Loud forums at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. So uh, that's, uh, that's my shtick. That's my deal. <laughs> and there it is. Um, yeah, like we said before, you know, don't forget uh, if you want to send us any audio, uh, go ahead and do that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we'd we'd love to get some uh, some audio clips, like uh, audio emails, yeah. um, that you guys send in. So, and I know that some of you guys have microphones and audio equipment, and that sort of thing. So, uh, so don't be shy. Give us a shout. And uh, don't be shy. You'll, yeah. if, I guarantee the first person to send in an audio clip that doesn't have something uh, inappropriate in it, <laughs> like because I'm not going to say the first audio clip that somebody <laughs> sent in. But the first thing that somebody sends in sends in that's uh, that's appropriate for the show, we will uh, we're gonna post that. You, you know, like that'll be in the next episode if if somebody sends that. So sure. Yeah. So if you want a guarantee Definitely. that your stuff's gonna be in it, there it is. There it is. All right. Well, with that, uh, we will say good night and as always, may the force be with us. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you next week.